Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Joe Curry. He is a social media influencer. He helps entrepreneurs, businessmen, and coaches of all shapes and sizes. If you have some sort of products that you're looking to monetize, or you're just looking to expand your reach or your influence, he is the man to help you with his company, Personal Brand Secrets. He has amassed a huge following on social media and has helped some of the biggest companies out there and has a really great story from going homeless, broke, suicidal, to rebuilding himself after having a very successful restaurant business, moving here from the Dominican Republic, rebuilding after a divorce and all kinds of nasty stuff that he had a really bad fall and brought himself back up to the top that the true entrepreneurial hero's journey that he's really been through all the ups and downs. So he talks about mentally, financially, how did he overcome those things? How did he rebuild? What was the mindset like? Who helped him get out of there? And how did he use social media to help him be optimistic and catapult him and give him that positivity to keep moving forward and find success in everything he did, which he has done massively now on his own brand and through helping others figure out how to increase their influence and monetize on the leads and the followers that they have. So something everybody wants to do is have more followers, make more money and figure out how to monetize that. And he has figured that out. So definitely check out the show notes for him. Um, He's very excited. There was a little bit of a, he was adjusting his earphones a little bit in the beginning. So you hear a little bit of rubbing, but it doesn't go on the whole episode. So it will go away. So I appreciate you guys sticking with me. I appreciate him giving us an hour of his time and calling in and telling his incredible story. Definitely give him a follow and check out the show notes for all the ways to connect with him and connect with his brand. And of course, as always, this episode is brought to you by Nationwide Business Capital Group can give you money for all your deals. Go on nicknicknick.com slash links and look for all the ways to connect with Marianne directly and tell her the A-Game podcast sent you and you want some money for your real estate deals. Whether you are new, experienced, or just trying to scale up, she can give you money for the most competitive rates of terms and some of the most creative ways to get into your deals. Also, while you're there, go check out Naked Warrior Recovery CBD, a Navy SEAL-owned CBD brand. Put in promo code AGAME to get 20% off any and all products there, and as well as seeing some of the other sponsors, such as using some VAs through Riva Global Capital or starting your own podcast through Zach Babcock and his, his programs as well. So once you've done that, This is all about real estate and connecting. So please text me if you were interested in talking about how do you do your next real estate deal and how do we do it together, whether you want to buy properties from me, whether you want to sell properties to me, or whether you would like to partner on some level or just have a conversation for how do we work together? How do we get you into real estate? What are some of our options? Shoot me a text at 516-540-5733 to open up that conversation. It's a great time to start investing. We have more and more stuff coming up. If you've reached out to me on any of those other platforms and I have not gotten back to you, please text me. It is the most direct way for me to stay in touch. I've been all over the place and I sometimes think of getting back to people, but I'm trying. And I feel like text messaging that number is the most direct way to get me. So thank you everybody for listening. If you are a real estate wholesaler, broker, or agent, and you would like a free checklist and how to bring more values to your buyers, don't forget to go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets. And keep listening to this episode for ways if you are looking to get into music. My brother, Dan LaMagna, put out an album. Definitely check the show notes to get that. And if you're interested in taking a virtual drum lesson as a beginner or ways to tighten it up, you definitely don't want to miss out on an opportunity for a free drum lesson with Dan LaMagna, one of the finest drummers in the tri-state area. Thank you very much, Joe Curry, again, for coming on. Definitely check him out. Thank you for listening to the A-Game Podcast. Hope everybody's having a great week. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is the founder of Personal Brand Secrets, specializing in social media and growth hacks for influencers and entrepreneurs to help them monetize their following. He is initially from the DR, is fighting now out of Miami, Florida, and has an amazing tale of going from homeless and suicidal to limitlessly hopeful and wildly successful doing over $18 million in sales and working with some of the biggest media influencers out there. He has trained entrepreneurs and influencers and businessmen of the highest level. He has an incredible backstory. Welcome to the A-Game Podcast, Joe Curry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Nick. I really appreciate it. And for all your audience, however I can serve, I'm here. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited for you because there's a di- bunch of different ways. We were just talking before we started recording. There's so many different 
avenues we can go down with your story, whether it's business or mindset or coaching or social media, and all of them could probably be a completely separate podcast. But for people that aren't 100% familiar with you yet, give them a quick backstory because you really have an amazing tale. Cool, cool. My story is kind of uh, long and interesting. Uh, how far do you want to go with Man, the story? Let's go, let's go deep because it's all relevant. <laughs> Well, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I had some childhood trauma, like at three years old, that I thought that, thought that my parents abandoned me. And after that, I started behaving extremely bad, like a kid that didn't trust anybody because I didn't trust my parents. That it was the people that I loved. So I started not trusting anybody. Uh, so as a kid, since I was a kid, like whatever somebody told me that I was a grown-up, that it wasn't fun for me, it was like punishment. So I became extremely rebel. I started like doing everything my way or the highway. And I got into a lot of trouble. Uh, I always thought that to prove my value to people, I, I, I had to become a millionaire and prove them that I didn't, you know, that I'm right. So my journey, as <laughs> I, I became like, since I was like 13 or 11, I don't know, like I started selling stuff in my school, like homework or whatever, I mean, or watches or phones. And that developed, it, it, it was the wrong reason, but that developed like an entrepreneur in me. Like I, I wanted to, to make it by myself. I didn't need help of nobody. And that also bring me a lot of problems in the, in the future. At uh, 22, I was making about 20 20 30,000 a month in my country that's like you know 200 people minimum salary in my country and I was 22 so I started like feeling cocky and like big and like smart and like I, I remember I had a restaurant I remember looking back inside of my restaurant like at 3 a.m in the morning and it was packed it was like a restaurant that it was for in the middle of all the discos in my country so as soon as people, the disco and the nightclub closed, everybody started going to my place because I was the only one open with healthy food at 3 a.m. in the morning. So there are a lot of people going to the gym, but at night there are only burgers and crap. So I was the mm -hmm. only option that I had, the burgers and crap. And also uh, food that is, uh, is good for people. So that was just looking at the market and seeing, seeing what's missing and trying to provide that. But that's, a, that's something that I could say that I was lucky, but it was a lot of research also that I did before opening the restaurant. The restaurant was a fire. Uh, it was like really, really good. And I only had six months. And I, I remember a night like, okay, I broke all my sales record. I'm extremely happy. I'm kind of drunk with my friend in my restaurant. And I'm looking inside, it's 3 a.m., it's packed. There are, like, we are rejecting people that it's like a two-hour line. And I start thinking, like, I, I cry for the first time in a long time from joy, from, from pride, from like, wow, I made it by myself, nobody helped me. And that night, two hours after, uh, the security guy on the restaurant called me to tell me that my restaurant was on fire and my everything was burning down it was like uh it was crazy uh, i saw my child my kid my restaurant that just burned down uh, it was like a huge ball of fire uh, and the next building started like burning too and it was a really hard moment uh for me my restaurant was like my kid, I was dedicating all my time, my love, my everything to my restaurant. And yeah, one day it's not there anymore. And and my wife at the time, I got married young. I got married at 21. <laughs> she told me, no, let's start over in, in, in Miami because I'm cute and I'll give you the papers, whatever. And here we owe like 300 grand. And in Miami, we don't owe nothing. We can start from zero at least. So. I came to Miami with her, we sold everything. So everything that I knew as life for me was left behind. Like my friends, my family, my house, my car, my my job, my restaurant, uh, even my language. Like here I didn't speak a word in English. So, well, maybe like seven words, like bathroom, hello, 
<laughs> okay, goodbye. And yeah, then after that, my wife left me right away. And it was crazy. Like I, I later found who the heck burned my restaurant. It was a competitor. And, you know, I was on point, on the point of making a really bad decision. And I decided to get drunk and high for like two months to not kill somebody. And yeah, that, that would, I don't know which one was worse decision, but it, you know, I didn't have too much brain power at that point. Like I, I haven't trained my mind into anything. I was just like a, a person that needs to prove people that he's right when he may not be that right. So, you know, it was like when the Titanic, they, they made this huge ship and then they put a sign that it says, this ship not even God can sink it. And <laughs> it was sink by an iceberg. So it, it, that happened to me. So it was like a, me fa God facing me with my biggest fears, God facing me with showing me that as big as I thought that I was, uh, and as powerful, like, you know, that I need to surrender, I need to learn new things. So every day I was, after I lost all the money, I, I got maybe like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in my bank account. And, and I, that was cash. And uh, I burned it in a month, a month and a half, two months here in Miami, just drugs and alcohol and chicks. And... Mm -hmm. There was a point that, yeah, I reached out to my pocket one day and I have less than $3 in my pocket in coins, no more money. And I only knew one person here in Miami. So at that point, <clears throat> that was the first night that I actually slept on the streets. I, I, I went and bought a $2.50 bottle of rum. I chucked it. And I spent the night on a train. Uh, it was super scary. It was weird. Like for me, my brain, I mean, this dude that he was untouchable and I can't do anything. And then in the other side, I'm in a new country. I don't nobody sleeping on the street, no money. Uh, don't even speak the language. So it was like a, a really shock on me as a person. I felt so worthless. Like my value in my brain was in the things that I owe and the, 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 uh, that I own, the things that I can't touch. Like <laughs> right now, I cannot see it like more funny than that because like right now it's, it's just me. The value is in me. I am the cake. Everything else, the Lamborghini and all of the other crap is like a cherry on top of the cake instead of me thinking that the life was the actually the cherry like cherries none you know the cherry is extra and that was one of the gifts that i got after all of this process when i went to the streets i was thinking on taking my life because now i look at myself and i see that i worth nothing because i didn't have all the things that i used to have and nobody and i didn't know anybody so i i even hide from everybody. I didn't want to tell anybody that I'm in this journey. I knew a lot of people that have money, that are friends or whatever, but I couldn't see myself <laughs> so low that I needed to ask for food, for money for food or shelter or whatever. So that humbled me a lot. Uh, I, I was faced with my biggest, biggest fears. And uh, every night before going to bed, I was thinking like, should I just end it all and keep myself on, you know, wait for another day, I don't, you know. And usually what I used to do, it was going on social media and finding people that have made it, people that have the cars, the helicopters and the things that I, that I at that point dream to have. And like, I start dreaming like the, and it was like even raising my vibration at that point, like, like if you understand a little bit of vibrations and how to be high energy and highly positive and attract things to you, 
like you understand that by like raising your vibration through your emotions is extremely important. So all my life and more on that period, I was vibrating at 20. That is like grief and, and fear is like a like hundred. So I was all the time in fear or grief. Like I lost something. Lost, grief is one of the lowest vibration. And when I'm in desire, that is still a negative emotion, a suffering state. I'm in 125. So 125 desire. I'm looking on Instagram for people that have the cars, they have the body, they have the the planes or whatever. Desire vibrates in 125. So basically, if I'm in 20 and I'm just looking on Instagram, somebody that has something that I don't have and I desire, I'm increasing my vibration six times. So I start feeling better, even though that is a an emotion that is not a positive emotion yet. So after that, you can understand the happiness, for example, or joy is 540 or uh, love is 500. So then you understand how to bring your emotions to love or joy to, you know, to, to be 20 times the person that I was. And you can do it. And that's the, one of the things, the biggest things that I teach people now, how to increase their vibration. So no matter what's going on, you can attract new things and different things like just by being happy and grateful <laughs> because gratitude is also it's over joy it's like almost at 50 i think so imagine that for a three years five years of my life i'm vibrating at 20 and now i can vibrate at 500 so i can attract things way faster now like life changes to you and how that changes that change started it was by learning from mentors so when i was in this deep depression and living on the street i used to go on 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 instagram to check the mentors that already made it uh the people that already made made it so i started by reading a little bit different and one guy one day he showed up his car and saying hey i'm here in my garage with my new lamborghini whatever, and the way that I got this Lamborghini was through the mentors, through the knowledge, through the guidance. And if you want to learn how to get a new Lamborghini like this one, you know, click here. So I click on that ad and I, I bought a mindset course from Ty Lopez, uh, the $67 course at 67 days. And yeah, it started changing my mindset and it started like working uh you know giving away flyers under the sun here in miami but my mind was listening to the programs listening to the books and learning how to you know to level up my skills how to serve my 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 leader how to serve the owner of the the, the store that, that i was working for so that thing started making a like a, a huge chief in my life and yeah i then started you know the mindset was can you hear me well yeah he's perfect okay so yeah the mindset i started shifting on instead of being a victim or whatever was going on like all the problems that start becoming like an opportunity for me to serve so for example when i was delivering flyers outside of the store i started looking for what was the problem why why was being hired to give away flyers on the sun Oh, basically the owner wants to make more sales. Uh, okay, and why he wants to make more sales? Well, because he loves to go on vacation every year and spend $100,000 with his family. So now in my mind, I wasn't giving away flowers. I was working on increasing the sales of the store to make the owner happy. And if he's happy, I know that I'll be happy because I'm working for something different now. So I managed in doubling the sales of the store by being the flyer guy outside, like knocking on people's windows and talking about the offers, then they, as soon as the owner saw in a couple of weeks that I doubled the sales of the store, I got hired as a salesman. I didn't know anything about sales. So I started modeling the best salesman in the floor. Uh, then I started buying courses on how to, and I said to the owner, hey, I have never sold anything, you know, teach me and buy programs for me to learn. And you have another 20 sales reps and they can do the program. So uh, <laughs> I managed to, 
train me for free and <laughs> you know buy a, a, maybe 20 grand in programs uh, on how to sell so <laughs> i did my own university on selling by by just pushing the owner to do that i became the number one salesman at the store then uh then we had a problem with cleaning in the store and i became the best cleaning lady at the store so i i i i wasn't i was getting to my job an hour before i was cleaning and as soon as the owner found out like in a month through the looking at myself at the camera he offered me to be the manager of the store then then i now i know how to close i know how to be a manager because you know I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Then, you know, I started like trying to see what's the next problem that my mentor or my the owner had, and I was trying to solve it. So, going to a point that I was managing four locations, then the warehouse, uh, and then the problem was how to bring more clients to the store, and that's when I started like getting into marketing and buying some online courses about marketing finding agency owners that are serving big companies in Latin America, because maybe I cannot pay the guy that is running the ads for Coca-Cola here in, in you know, United States, but maybe I can pay the lady that runs the ads in Coca-Cola in Colombia. And I know that she's number one in Colombia, but I, you know, it's a, a fifth of the pay. I started doing that. And I found the lady that was running the ads for Coca-Cola in Venezuela. And, you know, I paid for some mentorship. And I started learning about influencer marketing. We started running campaigns. And basically, she offered me to run a campaign in Telemundo. That is a 200, they have a $250 million building. And they need to pay a lot of overhead. And he, when she offered me something from Telemundo, it was a $250,000 offer for something small and I said shit I, I don't know how I'm going to make that one but then she I said to her hey I cannot do that my budget right now is like 20 grand 15 grand so what she, what she suggested it was that the same lady that is going to run the ad through Telemundo uh is she's also an influencer on Instagram and the same people that is watching her on Telemundo is the same watching her Instagram and she had like 2 million followers on Instagram. So I said, uh, what, about, what about if we pay her straight to her? Like we go straight to her, we make her an influencer offer. She doesn't, she doesn't have the Telemundo overhead and we just need her phone and, you know, a location to record the thing. So that we, we, we did it and we invested like 15 grand and we got back uh, less than $200,000 back from that campaign. And I went crazy, like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> there is like no other thing give us this ROI. So let's freaking go. And I started like doing a lot of influencer connections. Uh, I started teaching also influencers how to grow faster. And yeah, that's what I do now. Like, uh, it have been by serving people and looking at the problem, that, the next problem that they have and figuring out how to solve it. And yeah, now I help hundreds of influencers and business leaders scale their brand. So I have clients that start with me when they had 30,000 followers. Now they have two and a half million. Uh, I have people that also have, you know, 14x their income uh, by using leveraging, you know, Leveraging social media basically to create instant relationships with people. So basically with this podcast, you are creating a lot of deep connections with people. Now you have access to this network of influencers and business owners because you are running this podcast. So it's basically the same thing using uh, social media. And yeah, we can do it faster now with social media. So why not? Why not do it? I love that, man. There's so many incredible parts of that story. And obviously, backtracking a little bit, one of the things I definitely want to touch on a little bit is when you were having those dark days, I continually have these conversations with successful people of all aspects of entrepreneurship and business where they were about to lose everything. They did lose everything. 
addiction problems, divorce, suicidal thoughts. And people have that pivotal point where they hit, they hit rock bottom and they have a little bit of that hero's journey of coming back up. And I almost feel like having nothing and starting out, you're creating hope. You're, you're trying to make a better life. But when you actually achieve success and then you lose it, you know, I, I think about that all the time because I, I've been high, I've been low, I've had money, I've lost money, I've made money, I've lost money. But the whenever I think about it, it's a crazy thing because I know it really doesn't matter at the end of the day because the people in your life that care about you are still going to care about you. But the ego part of it and the embarrassment part of it of of that. And one of my good friends, Billy Grazi Day, he's uh, you know, been in the music business forever. And he was like, I learned to be cool to everybody because I was at one point playing for 20 people. Then I was playing for 200,000. And then you're back playing these clubs again. So the same people you see on the way up are the same people you see on the way down. So treat everybody cool. So for you, I'm interested to hear a little bit about how did you handle that? Because I feel like for a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to this that are doing well, part of their biggest fear is like, what would I do if I did lose everything and I had to start over? Like emotionally, how do I talk myself out of that? Financially, how do I bring myself back into the game? So I'd love to dig into just a little bit about how you were feeling mentally and how you were able to get yourself through that hard time and really get yourself back on the horse to do it again, knowing what a hard climb it was the first time. Yeah, 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 100%. So one of my biggest fears for a long period of time was going back to the streets and losing everything else, everything. Because he, 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 like, he did something on me. Like, he really, uh, but it was my ego. Like, like <laughs> my mentor actually put me... <clears throat> like a year ago to go on the street for one night and see what's up like hey you you are so scared okay so and and even kobe bryant was talking about this uh, uh, a few years ago he was saying for successful people sometimes the biggest fear is not about what people think it's actually it's actually sometimes going to the next next level and falling from there and that's why sometimes they don't give their 100% or their 120 because falling from a second floor, you hit your, you get hit and you get scratched. But if you fall from a hundred floor, you die for sure. You get like really messed up and that happened to me. So like it was extremely messed up. So my fear was deep. So she put me to go to the streets and I thought that it was going, I was going to feel something. I didn't feel crap. Like it was just my ego. And I also knew that, you know, that I was going home tomorrow and nothing happened. And so, so it didn't make a different, a, a that much difference by going that day. So I went and served and helped other people, whatever, however I can. But then a few months ago, I decided to do it by, for real. So I, I'm in the process of switching between one company to another one. So basically, I'm achieving everything in life. I'm getting my green cars. I got my Lamborghini or whatever. And I'm getting depressed. Uh, everybody's happy that I'm achieving all of this. Everybody's like riding my Lamborghini. And I'm depressed. And I'm like okay, what the heck is going on right here? Like, I, I don't get it. So I stopped working. I quit on my own agency. Basically, I silently quit on the, my own agency last year. And I went on a journey of self-discovery, self-love, and trying to find, understand happiness. Like, okay, I thought that happiness was to have these things. And now that I have these things, I'm not happy. So what's up? So I started, like, flying, like, gurus and mentors people that have like uh that do hypnosis that have thirty thousand hours that are world champions and i started bringing them to my house and i started spending a lot of money on, on finding me after that process now it's different because in the past those dark days will kill me like i'll be in my bed for a week because when you're vibrating low your emotion, your your decisions are also streaming slow. So, for example, I was vibrating low, and I, even for me to send an email, it would take me a week to send an email. But when you are vibrating fast, you feel like you have three or ten days of the regular days. Like you just can't accomplish anything because, like, your mind is operating at the highest level. 
So now that I went through this process of self-discovery and I started learning about raising my vibration and vibrating in joy, now I, I tell myself, I tell everybody, I'm an artist. I'm not a real business owner. I'm an artist and I'm DJ Joy. I, <laughs> I know how to spread joy. I know how to, how to source myself to be vibrating at joy, 540. 540 is a super, one of the highest emotions. So when you vibrate there, it's easy. So how I do it now, before it was just going for a week to my bed until I get kicked out from that house and I have to go to the streets or whatever. Now it's totally different. Now, number one, every day I wake up and I listen. I don't, I don't allow my, my brain to go into the thinking mode right away because they would start thinking, hey, you are waking up late or today you have this meeting and you are not prepared. And I go in a negative spiral and I don't like that crap. So now, as soon as I wake up, I put my my two favorite songs that are not about I'll kill your bitch and you'll kill my bitch like the, those raps. It's about it's a light music. It's music about love, about it's for me affirmations music, like how great I am, that I'm a king, I'm I, anything that I put in my mind I can accomplish. So that's the first thing that I do every day in the morning. And then when I, something negative happened, that happened a lot of things. Like I could say 70% of the things that happened during my day. Like I'm a business owner. I have like, I'm juggling 15 balls, 20 balls at the same time all the time. Sometimes it's normal that one of the balls is going to fall. So for me, it's like, I stop whatever I'm doing. I go to the, to the back of my office or my house, whatever I am at. I put the same two songs and I start singing those songs from the top of my lungs. And that, and I start like thinking and being grateful and be, finding something to be grateful for. Gratitude is a super high emotion also, a super high vibration. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com. Go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure. Or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. So from there now is where I take decisions and I feel like answers will start flowing to me. Like I, I just, I just focus on the first five to 10 minutes on don't even think on the problem. Just raise my emotion, my vibration. I start singing and dancing the song literally. And when I'm done, I start thinking about again on, on how, on solutions for the problem. And it's crazy. like. That, like, I feel like I live miracle to miracle now. Like, there are some things that I just don't know how to solve yet. And I say, hey, higher power, God, source, however you want to call it. Let's figure this out. I have no clue how to do it. So <laughs> help me out. And sometimes it's just a thought on who I should call and ask for an advice. Sometimes it's just, you know, sit down or write whatever I'm thinking. But usually now, if it's something like if Tony Robbins says, I don't allow myself to be in a suffering state for not for more than 90 seconds. I'm I haven't mastered the 90 seconds yet, but I'm at the five minutes usually. So, you know, the problem hit. I, you know, I start trying to figure out how to get my brain out of the problem. And then I go to singing and happy mode because the brain doesn't recognize if you are from from fear or excitement like your body is just in a like a high vibration and it doesn't your brain doesn't recognize that you are in fear or excitement so you can do the cheat mentally and you are for me now fear is like uh 
like a trigger. Like I know that when I'm feeling fear for something, looks like maybe I'm not prepared at something. Maybe I'm really not 100% good at something and that's why I'm I having fear. So it's an opportunity to learn something. So what I can do now, I convert fear into excitement and go and learn something. It could be by doing the action or going online or calling somebody that knows how to do that thing and learning from them. Make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense, man. I think there's definitely a, a few key pieces in there that, again, I keep finding these common traits. One of them being, you know, the, the whole point of this podcast is I, I always tell people, whatever you're doing, you have to bring the A game to what it is, regardless if it's something you want to be doing or not, because other A players are going to look out for that. They're going to recognize that. And that's what will have other opportunities. So backtracking to your story about the flyers outside of the store, I think the way that you kind of dug into that because other people would be just, oh, this isn't what I want to be doing and doing like a half-assed job. Whereas you're going, no, 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 like whatever it is I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best at it and I'm going to be the best at it. And I feel like that's really what brings that out. You know, just in people, the successful people, they're going to gravitate towards you. They're going to see that in you. So I definitely think that that's a huge piece. And I also think it's very interesting that you were able to take some, some stuff that you were watching on social media when people were showing their successes and I think your perspective on everything about being solution-based is so huge because other people might have been in a down spot and then seen people showing their cars or their successes on Instagram and been upset about it. Or, you know, why can I have that? But you use it as that's something I can do too and use it as an inspirational tool there. So I'd love to hear about how you look at it because I know being somebody that helps people every day on social media it's something that people can look at and look at people that are successful and get jealous or overwhelmed, or you can make a choice to look at it and get inspired, which you did. But that's not always easy for people when they're having bad days. So how do you work through that? And how do you talk to your clients about working through that type of double-edged sword? Yeah, basically, if you're heading on for me and the, the mindset that I have now is the moment that I'm heading on somebody because this, that person has money. I'm rejecting also money for myself because I'm hating on somebody that have money. So in my, I'm telling my brain having money is no good. So I don't allow myself to think about that for people. So I just block. I, I just, as soon as I notice that I'm thinking something negative about somebody and I don't even think any negative for somebody that have money for the last few years, because for me, you'll be stupid. Like I'm, I'm just telling my, my subconscious brain having money is that bad that people as soon as they see you they think that you are a scammer so i don't allow myself to do that and also you were talking mentioning something interesting about bringing the a game so this country was uh you know it was a lot of blood and uh, and, and things that came that bring this country to be the strong country that is today and uh, when they, whenever they were doing the, the, the foundation of this country, they put this pyramid here on the back and then they put here, in God we trust. And here they put, this is the new order of the age, ages. This is every dollar in the United States have this pyramid. And I also have this pyramid here. Why? Like this pyramid for me have a lot of meaning. It is like whenever, I wanna achieve results from something. I have to be operating at the highest level. I have to be operated from the top of the pyramid. I have to, maybe I don't know how to do something. So I have to find the person that have the knowledge on the top of the pyramid and learn how to do that something from that person. Because if I learn from something that is from somebody that is next to me, struggling like me, we'll struggle for forever together. <laughs> But if I'm learning from somebody that already solved that problem and that one has all the information in that thing, I want to learn from that person. So whenever you are looking for a mentor or from guidance, you have to make sure that the person that you are trying to model is 20 years ahead of you. If you trade your life today with that person, do it in that area. Because maybe this person is really good at business, but he's stuck at his marriage. So model what's good in the area that you're trying to learn and try to not, you know, get confused on because I'm learning X from this person because he has a hundred million dollars. I'm also going to learn relationship from the same person that have 
14 divorces. So, like, I, I, it's not only bringing the A game, it's also modeling the A game. And know that if you want any results, you have to do, if you want to get 100% on something, you have to do like 300%. So, so, so when Chet hit the ceiling, you, it's like, uh, uh, Les Brown says, you have to aim for the moon that even if you miss, you land on a star. So for me, it's like, okay, I'll give my 300%. If I miss, I will land in 100%, so I'm okay. So I'll be in the play, like this weekend, I was at a, at a mastermind. And, uh, you know, eight-figure dollar penthouse, eight-figure penthouse. And everybody that was there, they were making, you know, seven figures, eight figures, some of them even nine figures. And there was nobody to serve there. There was, like, no, no, there wasn't a cleaning lady. There, there was stuff that, that needed to be picked up. And, you know, everybody's having fun. So in my mindset... At that circle, I became the cleaning lady. I became the one that was serving the place. I became, I, it wasn't my spot, it wasn't, but I was serving the whole environment by doing stuff that nobody was willing to do. And I may be one of the guys that got more meetings for this week from that mastermind, just because I was willing to serve anybody at the level that they needed and sometimes it's just cleaning sometimes it's being the guy that is willing to go to the floor and pick it up and we think that oh i need to impress these people you know some people ask me that that day like oh and uh they thought that i was running the mastermind or i was partnering with the guy because i was doing these other things and i said no i'm just a guest just like you the only difference is like, you know, I'm here to serve also. I'm not just here to take from the environment. I want everybody that is around me to get value from me, however they need it. So like some people didn't even believe me, like you're crazy. Like it's not true that I know that you are, you own, you're running this event. And no, I'm not, I'm not running the event. <laughs> I'm just serving. <laughs> That's awesome. And I got a bunch of meetings from people like uh, for this week. Oh, I liked your vibe and thank you for doing X, Y, and C. And I said, and as soon as they see my Instagram, I see that <laughs> I told everybody that I was the cleaning lady. <laughs> and then they see my Instagram and they see that I drive a Lamborghini or whatever. Like, holy fuck, like you, you are an expensive cleaning lady. And I said, yeah, <laughs> whenever I have to, you know, I, I'll, I'll serve however I can serve. That's awesome, man. I love that. Now, talking about what you did with Finding Mentors, a lot of people would, you know, uh, might have a bad experience with a prior mentor. You know, I've had plenty of them, some good, some bad. And when your back's against the wall, you don't want to make the wrong decision. So for somebody who is looking for somebody in their life right now to mentor them on whatever level it is on business, what are some keys you have found from being somebody that spent so much money on advanced trainings and mentorships for those shortcuts and safety nets that you can give somebody for things to look for in a good mentor? Okay, there are two things. If you're broke and you cannot pay for a really good mentor, like think on the pyramid again. You have to find somebody that is here on the top to allow, to guide you. Because if somebody in the middle guides you, they may misguide you because they are not at the top. They don't know yet how to get there. And they try to teach you with what they have. So it's not that they are doing a good job or it's, it's not that they scam you, it's that they don't know yet. And you did a really bad due diligence on not knowing that that person is not on the, on the top 5% on that niche. So I will say, number one, make sure that the person that you are is going to guide you is in the top 5% minimum. I will say for me, it's top 1%. You know, top 1% is way more expensive. And if you want to get the top 1%, if you are broke, there are one way, and if you are not broke, there is another way. So if you make money, then you pay for it. And whatever it takes, make sure that it's on the top 1%. And if you are broke, there are several things that you can do. So you have to go and find 
this person, how you can add value to this person. So uh, when I started like looking for mentors for the first time after doing the Ty Lopez course, <laughs> I went on Google and I, and I searched billionaires near me. Like who are the people that have over a billion dollar network that is lived near me? And I found this guy in Forlodo that he runs a $4 billion a year advertisement empire. And I say, okay, I, I would love this guy to be my mentor. So the first three months, I started like even sleeping outside of his office, trying to figure out how this guy is going to be my mentor. And I didn't find a way to add value to him. Like I was telling him like, dude, I'll watch your cars, uh, like whatever. Whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm open to do whatever it takes. But for a guy like him, he's a billionaire. He have a plane, he have pilots, he have, you know, he doesn't need an extra guy to clean his cars. Like he can pay 10 bucks or 20 bucks an hour. Like he won't even notice that he's paying a full-time cleaner for his cars. And he won't even notice it at the end of the month. So I'm not adding any value to him. So I have to think on the, I have to start looking on the things that can move the needle for him in something that, that is valuable for him. So I saw that he was pumping a lot of content on Instagram and he only had 10,000 followers. So I said, okay, maybe I can add some value here. And he's trying to become a, this huge influencer and motivation. He has everything to inspire the world, but nobody's listening. So I need to find listeners for his social media. So I started like creating content for free for him for months, uh, for several, for like three months. I started like uh, uh, doing like shout outs and strategies. I was getting from my paycheck and investing on growing his social media. I was doing, buying courses on social media on how to grow social media, just to grow his things for free. And after like four or five months, I got my meeting. And I got my job offer and it was interesting and it was cool. But the first three months, I couldn't find how to add value to this person. Like, because nobody told me. Now, whenever I'm, I want somebody to give me something, the first thing that I think in, is how he'll get 10x more by doing something with me. So my problem is not what I'm getting. I'm clear on what I'm getting. Now my problem becomes how I'm going to give this person 10 times more of what he's giving me in his time. So it could be anything. It could be whatever is missing for that person. Sometimes it could be, usually it's going to be with your skill. Maybe you are a, a real estate broker real estate investor and you know how to find deals and you know that this other person that you want him to teach you he have a hundred million dollar cash so instead of selling pitching them hey i can find good deals for you or whatever i'll find the most juicy deals and i'll send it in a short message hey i have this location 53 million dollars uh i can get it get it to you with this amount of money down or whatever. So after that, like I'll, I'll pitch them first on my best thing that I can bring them value. And then after bringing them value, I'll ask for something instead of doing it vice versa. Like people reach out to me and it's extremely funny. Hey, uh, I love what you're doing. You inspire me a lot. Uh, I need some advice in my business. Let's go for coffee. I will invite you for coffee. And I say, oh, that's so cool. Like a really good value proposition. So I usually charge for my time 10 grand an hour. And you are offering me a $2 coffee. And I, I'm supposed to jump on your offer and go and do like, like what the heck are you talking about? Like, I, I, I won't ever take that. Unless I see who you are and I see that we can do business together. Like, let me know, like how we can do business together, how we can bring value to each other. How I, I know that in every conversation minimum, I'm bringing $20,000 in value. Like how you match that? Like, tell me. 
oh with a cup of coffee well, i'm sorry like i'm i'm busy i i'm i'm for sure i can pay for my coffee for sure so <laughs> <laughs> ever wanted to play the drums or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers dan lamagna dan lamagna has played in such bands as crown of thorns suicide city biohazard the Real Mackenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He's played all over the world and he's also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. I love that, man. And uh, I think something I thought that was uh, super interesting was, you know, you've, you've had businesses, you talked about shutting a couple down, pivoting on a couple, doing really well in a restaurant business, which obviously takes people skills. But I heard you on another podcast and I was kind of blown away with the intro because the guy that was interviewing you talked about how he was actually one of your clients and wound up having to fire you because of the business going south. And then you rebranded yourself and took things over and now we're like back on and he's back with you and you're crushing it. And I thought that that was a really interesting thing about like growing too fast because Another common theme I hear is that businesses lose money or they go bankrupt every day making money because they don't know how to manage people, manage time, manage cash flow. And I've been part of companies where they just want to grow, 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 grow. And I'm going back of like, hey, there's some foundation issues here. Yeah. And if you keep growing on that foundation, what's going to happen is it's going to sink, but they don't care. They just want to go big, 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 big. And then it eventually happens. So it sounds like you had learned that mistakes at one point, which I think is such a big lesson for people because everybody wants to just scale, scale, scale and be making money, 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 money. But if you're not on top of those specific things with business, it's going to go faster than it comes in at some point. You're going to have to face yeah. the inevitable. So I think that that's a huge lesson. So what were some of the things that you did wrong that you corrected to have a successful business? Well, I did 99% of the people, the things wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I start going that route, it will be invest like 10 days explaining <laughs> you like all the mistakes. But something that I'm doing right now is the same thing. If I'm going into a business, you need to have self-awareness now. Self-awareness is knowing who you are and how you operate best. Like, I know, and I told you before, I discovered for myself, I'm not a really good business owner. I'm a really good artist. What happened with artists? Artists have an eye on society. Artists understand movements. Artists understand uh, like human behavior. And that's why we communicate usually differently. And so, for example, in a business, we can bring the most specific details to something to make it work. But artists are not good at the day-to-day -day operation of the business and the managing the little details and the managing the same fire every day with the team. So there are three types of, you know, entrepreneurs. There are artists, there are entrepreneurs, and there are managers. So, the, and this is a concept from Tony Robbins when he teaches on his business mastery program. He says that there are three, these three types of people. And he says, even Tony Robbins says, I have 105 companies, $8 billion in revenue a year. And I don't, I'm not a good business owner. I'm a great artist. And I, I, that thing relieved me from a lot of pain because all my life I thought that I, I'm going to build my company by myself and I'm the CEO and I'm all of this crap, but when I don't like to manage the day-to-day -day operation. So basically I'm the visionary of the company, but not the integrator, the guy that is going to manage the, 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 the daily operation. So after I figured that out, now it's way more easy for me because now 
I, in every deal that I'm going to do, I find a way to remove myself from the day-to-day -day operation because I know I suck at it. I'm really good at the big picture. I'm really good at bringing deals together, making it one. And putting one deal together, we can model what happened with that deal and model it and doing it and repeat it. So uh, Alex Hermosi, that have a really successful YouTube channel, talks about how one of his billionaire mentors is teaching him to bring, to have in your company three superstars. For me, a superstar is a person that is in the top either 1% or 5% on whatever the niche they are. So as a manager, they they don't need to be maybe specifically the best manager, whatever in my specific, specific niche, but they need to be on the top 1% in the world as a manager. And I'm looking for that person not to pay them, just to, I'm looking for that person to bring them as a partner in a small percentage because now <laughs> I can 100% remove myself from the problem from the day-to-day -day operation I know I suck at it so why I put inflict pain on me if I know that I'm not the best at it so naturally I won't ever enjoy it <laughs> so like why I put myself in a problem for tomorrow by just trying to get some cash so now my joy and my happiness are way first than money. I won't ever take a deal. I could, I, you can offer me a hundred million dollar deal that is on the like, like against my values, or I know that I'm going to have to work in a way that I don't operate the best, managing a business, for example. And I don't have to say no, because I know that I will suck at it. And I don't know that I won't bring the value. I, I don't know that I will destroy it. But if I'm operating in my gift, I know that with a small amount of time, I could double that thing. So I make sure that the people that I'm looking for, they are on the top of the pyramid, on the either on the top 1% or top 5% in the world, in that niche. How do I know that? Results. Who are the 10, your, your test, 10 biggest clients? If they have in 5,000 award company as clients, for me, in my mind, they are like on the top 5%. If they have in 500 companies as clients and testimonials, for me, they are on the top 1%. So, and that's the people that I work and partner up because that way I make sure that they know way more than me that I know about the subject. So now we can we can bring value to each other. Instead of getting a beginner, that I have to teach them everything. And I don't know, it's like a gamble. You don't even know if this beginner is going to be good some way, somehow, someday. I love but that. If I know for sure that they are on the top 1%, top 5%, they are on their A game, and I know that I am in my A game. So when we do something together, shit happens. <laughs> like, it's fire already. But if I have to be begging you to do your work properly, because remember, I'm an artist. I may not do or know how to do the things, but I have the eye of an artist. I understand the things that are needed to make it work. So as an artist, I look at your game and I and I understand what you got, if either good or bad. Like I, I'm I'm a detail oriented person. So I'll I'll notice that something is missing in this thing. So I don't know how to make it work. I don't know how to produce this thing. I I, I have never made a helmet, for example. I, I have never done it. Or like when I had the restaurant. I never cook food. I, I'm not, I don't even know how to wash the dishes. <laughs> but I know good food. I know the taste of good food. I tried from the most expensive restaurant the food, and I know how the food must feel, must smell, must taste to be good food. So I'm an artist on the details, understanding what's needed but I'm not the one executing the idea. Make sense? Makes total sense, man. I think that that's awesome, dude. This has been 
A great talk as always, man. I like your energy. I like all the stuff you've done. We could go for hours on all the different topics and the different ways we can go. But obviously, you're you're a busy guy, and I want to make sure we get to talk about personal brand secrets. So talk a little bit about what you're doing. How do people find you? How do people work with you? What kind of stuff do you do for people through that company? Awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, basically, for example, we co- we work with coaches, experts, and consultants. We help them uh, scale their ads. Uh, so they are profitable and when they are profitable we help them get the authority that they need to basically be instantly recognized as the go-to person as the as the number one in their niche as the top one percent or the top five percent in their niche because it makes everything easy like for example when people go into a phone call with me they get impressed that I'm in the phone. Like they are like, holy crap, I would never thought I would be on the phone with you. Instead of going with a competitor that the competitor have to beg them for money. I don't beg them for money. They they can see that I work with the, you know, in five thousand, in five hundred companies, companies that have done a hundred million dollars online, like uh, like and I have testi- recorded testimonials from the CEOs talking about how great my service is, and I have social proof to back it up. I have uh, Yahoo Finance, I have Telemundo, I have Fox, CBS, CNBC, talking about how great I am, and I have three hundred thousand followers on social media. That in people's brain is like you know uh, Amazon reviews. Like, if you have a product, you have a cup, you don't know anything about cups, and you buy a cup on Amazon. And one has one review, and it's okay, and the other one has 53,000 reviews. Which one are you getting? The one with the more reviews, for sure. Exactly. You don't even look at the other one. So that's yeah. what we do for people online. We make, them, we make sure that they are positioned as the number one on their niche. We get them a hundred thousand followers. We get them the PR they need. And it's a package that is a no bullshit package because, for example, people pay twenty thousand dollar, forty thousand dollar for a placement on national TV, and for a per, expert coach or consultant, usually their clients are not most of the people that is watching. It's just a blast on you know information. So, for example, I went on national TV on Telemundo and I got like 500, 600 followers, no clients. But when I do it in a specific niche podcast, I could get $200,000 in sales. If it's on a specific niche podcast, that is, that has 10% of the audience of Telemundo. So... That's another thing that we do after we position you as the number one authority in your niche. We start looking for podcasts and shows and people that have thousands and thousands of your potential clients and we get them on a call with you. So you guys can make some dough, some money. And yeah, that's how we serve people. Uh, uh, now we also building an influencer studio here in Miami. We're going to be producing some really cool stuff uh we may be doing like we're going to be doing like mini series with influencers because what i discovered is like when i put all my network together of influencers we have over 400 million followers combined and telemundo have like half of the artist viewers that we have if i combine my network and put it on a building and they have a building and they worth like $12 billion or something like that. So I say, okay, let me let me start looking for a building and put my people together. Maybe we get a cool valuation like that. And that's what we're doing now. So we're serving coaches and consultants in that way. And we also now uh, building this influencer studio here in Miami that is going to be freaking amazing. We are going to convert it into an NFT project so people can visit us in the metaverse and also they can go physically and if they have a, a one of the vip tickets and yeah uh, anyway <coughs> if you need some help with positioning with getting your ads reach out to us uh, you can go on my website personalbrandsecrets.com or go to my instagram joe curie 
That's it, J-O-E-C-U-R-Y. And click on the link on my profile and find uh, and find the, find some value there. I book a call with the team. I love that, man. And for anybody listening, obviously check the show notes and I'll have all the links to your social media and to your website and all the, the fun facts and stuff that we talked about during this episode. This has been great, man. I really appreciate you giving us an hour of your time and going over your backstory. I find it amazing. I think you're an absolute stud and all the stuff you're doing. It's no accident that you have found success more than once and will continue to do so. Any final thoughts before we let you go, sir? Go freaking do. Like, go do. Like, stop thinking. Go do. Like, I don't know. Like, right now, I don't have any program on happiness. But, like, like, if you focus on just changing your energy, your vibration from fear or anxiety to being happy, like, as I say, be grateful. As soon as you wake up, start saying thank you for what you got and what's missing. Like, sing your favorite song. Talk to yourself in the morning how great you are. How, like, I'm, I'm bringing a brand to the market that is called I'm Blessed as Fuck or I'm Blessed AF or like my pastor says, I'm Blessed and Forgiven. But it's basically a reminder for those dark days. Like, hey, you've been through deeper shit than, than now. Like, Maybe somebody in your family died and, and you went through that journey already. And right now, some shit is going on in your workplace or whatever, but you've been through deeper stuff. Like, you are blessed. Like, get your thinking on, I'm blessed and I'm grateful. And you will start feeling differently and yourself, your ideas, your brain will operate different. Like, when you are worried, like things just don't flow. When you are like happy and in peace and chill, like things work. And it's like people that believe in God, they will say, uh, okay, if you really believe in God, like why, why are you worried? Like if your God is that big, like why are you worrying? Like you're just telling the guy that created everything, hey, you cannot deal with my little issue that I have like you are not that big so if you believe in vibration the way that you are going to attract shit is basically but like vibrating to attract it being that person that is already happy that is already joyful for having the outcome instead of worrying of the problem if you put your mind on thinking on the problem you would attract that problem but if you put your mind on enjoying what you got and enjoying even what's coming, your brain doesn't even recognize the difference. Your brain, you close your eyes and you can daydream if you want. Look, you can you can see what's not there like it was there, and your brain won't notice it. So it's weird, but you just attract it. It's just weird. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's weird, but it works. Just focus on. Whenever you're having a dark day, instead of focusing on solving the problem first, focus on feeling content and grateful first, and then think on how to solve the problem. No, that's wise words. I agree. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of magic it is, but I've experienced it myself, and it's absolutely true, man. I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate you sharing your story. You, sir, have brought your A-game to this podcast and definitely to your business, and I look forward to watching the future. Share your courage, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.